Welcome to another episode of Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. So here we have a very good one about God's chosen people, and um, it's about the history, uh, chronology, um, the evidence of how the Jewish people and the nation of Israel exist today and always have for 4,000 years. And so the key takeaway is this. God's chosen people are the Jewish people in the nation of Israel. Their history goes back to 4,000 years ago. Their unique and unparalleled history of the Jewish nation is full of geological, archaeological, and biblical evidence. Uh, There has been not one attempt on the genocide of the Jews, but many, at least Three times in the Old Testament, in Exodus, 2 Kings, and the book of Esther, and at least twice in the New Testament. Uh, all, you know, that's five, at least five right there, attempts on the annihilation of the Jews. But yet they still live today. We know the ultimate attempt of genocide in world history on any ethnicity of people in all of human history was the holocaust during world war ii and yes it was against the jews six million jews and other and other minorities but primarily jews were massacred on a scale of mass murdering the world has ever seen it's a miracle that the jews are still alive today after all the genocidal attempts against them if you're looking for proof or evidence of the bible look no further Simply look at the Jews. All right, so with that said, we're going to go ahead and dive into Scripture. Genesis 12 and Genesis 32. Genesis 12, 1 through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem to the oak of Morah. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So, He built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward Negev. In verse 2, it refers to um, God saying that I will make your name great refers to Abram's magnificent reputation and legacy 
um, being fulfilled materially, spiritually, and socially. In verse 3, in verse 3, where it refers to him who dishonors you, I will curse, refers to those who curse Abraham and his descendants are those who treat him lightly, despise him, or treat him with contempt. God's curse for such lack of respect and disdain was to involve the most harsh of divine judgments. The opposite was to be true for those who bless him and his people. In verse 7, where God says, I will give this land, God was dealing with Abram, not in a private promise, but with a view toward high and sacred interests long into the future. Uh, The land which his future generations was to inhabit as a peculiar people, the seeds of divine truth were to be sown there for the benefit of all mankind. It was chosen as the most appropriate land for the coming divine revelation and salvation for the world. This passage of scripture marks the beginning of the Jewish people and the beginnings of the nation of Israel in 2090 BC. Through God's chosen people, the Messiah, who is Jesus Christ, into the world and brought the gift of eternal life to all those who repent and believe. Scripture provides 300 prophecies that support in great detail that he is Jewish and was indeed born from God's chosen people. All right, moving on, let's read Genesis 32, 22 to 32. The same night, he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else he, that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day, when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed, Penuel limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. In verse 24, where it says, A man wrestled, refers to the site name Peniel, or face of God, given by Jacob, and the commentary given by Hosea in Hosea 12, verse 4, identifies this man with whom Jacob wrestled as the angel of the Lord, who is also identified as God, a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, let me read from Hosea 12, verse 4 real fast, um, because there's a direct connection with this. Uh, He strove with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. He met God at Bethel, and there God spoke with us. 
in verse 28, where it says, No longer Jacob, but Israel. Um, this happened because uh, Jacob's personal name changed from the meaning heel catcher or deceiver to one meaning God's fighter or he strives with God or the one who struggles with God. With God and with men refers to an amazing evaluation of what Jacob had accomplished emerging victorious from the struggle. Uh, yeah, just imagine like wrestling and your hip goes out of your socket. I mean, that's has to be quite painful, but he kept going. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty tough. It's a very, very tough guy. Uh, verse 32, where it says, Not eat the sinew of the thigh. That refers to the sciatic muscle tendon. The observation that up to Moses' time, to this day, the nation of Israel did not eat this part of the hindquarter. So in this passage of scripture, we see that God created and named the nation of Israel. If that's not enough, let's think about the meaning of Israel, which means one who struggles with God. When we see the history of the Jewish people, it has truly been just that constant struggle with God. They go through 400 years of slavery in Egypt, wander in the wilderness, have a long time period of wicked kings, and they rejected Jesus at his first coming and still do today. And so, even the meaning of the word Israel is amazing in how we can clearly see it in play today and for thousands of years. Furthermore, I do want to reinforce the history and the evidence of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel living there and have always lived there for thousands of years, um, that it is backed by so much, just history alone, the surrounding countries, historical documents, uh, pictures or drawings on the walls, um, especially like in Egypt where uh, when there were slaves uh, in Egypt, and but yet, you know, God delivered them out of there and the 10 plagues that happened to Egypt. Even the lineage of Pharaoh kings uh, in Egypt uh, comes to a screeching halt when it comes to the Pharaoh that uh, suppressed and uh, God eliminated um, when he delivered his people from Egypt. Uh, there is no historical record. They have all the records of all the Pharaohs except for that one, which they just, you know, wanted to leave out. Is that coincidence? Uh, I think not. But there's overwhelming evidence that the Jewish people were always in that land. And, uh, you know, I highly encourage uh, anyone who doesn't know these things to share these things because today is an all-time high days of deception where, uh, you know, they think that Palestinians deserve that land and, and have always or have been there before. The Jewish people who have always lived there for thousands of years, which, once again, there is overwhelming evidence to support this, um, and nothing to support the Palestinians being there for thousands of years. Um, and who was it that uh, put the Palestinians there? That's another question, right? Um, so we have to dig further. We can't just look at one thing and assume that that's what it is, or based off of you know, off of what? Based off of what? Right? If the Palestinians are claiming that they were always there, based off of what? You can simply search on the internet, when did Palestine become a country or a nation? 
Um, it was in 135 AD when the Roman Emperor Hedron named it and gave them over to um, the Palestinian people, right? Um, and so they've never had a country before that. It was given to them, and that was given to them to insult the Jewish people um, because it, the Philistines were the ancient enemies of the Jewish people. Um, and the very meaning of the name uh, Philistine or Palestine means invaders. So they are the invaders, literally, right? That's the very meaning of that name. So it's quite clear that um, they are not the original people of that land, never were and never will be, right? God will always keep his promises. It started with Abraham 4,000 years ago. And in 1948, when they returned to the land, not started being a country, they returned to the land. There's a big difference. So how do we know that we, they returned? Because they've always been in the world. They didn't just appear out of thin air, right? Um, so after, one, after 70 AD, um, where the Romans massacred over a million Jews, destroyed the temple, uh, the Jewish people were you know, being suppressed and murdered, mass murdered. What do you do? You scatter. You run away. Right? That's what happens when you're suppressed by, um, you know, a government or any other nation. So they just scattered all over the world. And then they've been mostly in Europe, but they scattered all over the world and they've just been scattered. And that, that was actually the judgment as well for um, not knowing the first coming of Jesus. And that's in Scripture as well. But yeah, that was a judgment, um, you know, for their unbelief. And so, but, you know, God will bring them to salvation at the second coming. Uh, that's in Romans 11. And, you know, we know that God keeps his promises. And this is in Ezekiel, uh, we'll look at in the next episode, that God brought him back to the land. And, it is, and that is the evidence of the one true God doing this. Right? It's not coincidence. coincidence. It's, it can't be. It's just extraordinary and too much detail, too precise to be random that they can return to their land and uh, claim it once again to be their land, the promised land that God gave them. And so the response is this. Why does anti-Semitism exist? So I want to leave you with a question. Uh, worldwide anti-Semitism. It's simple. And that's hate, that means the hatred of the Jews, the hatred for Jewish people. And once again, it's been uh, at least attempted six times in world history. Uh, it's simple. Satan does not want God's plan to succeed. Therefore, he wants to wipe out God's chosen people. Remember that Satan has one purpose in existing, and that's to lie and murder. However, God is in full control. And will allow bad things to happen so that he can be glorified. In other words, the Jewish people will one day be redeemed. God has never left them and never will. Thanks be to God for our chosen people, in which we have received our Savior and his everlasting word, the Bible. So with that said, now I know a little bit more about God's chosen people.